Hello everyone, welcome back again in uh, God's Revelation. Today we will um, be talking about chapter 17. After last time we saw that the last ball, the seventh ball, was uh, we heard it is done, so that was towards the end. And, uh, and now it starts talking about the judgment of Babylon. So uh, these two chapters talk about Babylon. First, what's Babylon? Because we're going to hear about it a lot. What, what is that a symbol of? Babylon is a symbol of the uh, kingdom of evil in the world. So Babylon is a symbolic name. Mm. If you go back first time or read about Babylon in the Old Testament, okay. after the flood of Noah, these people did not repent when God flooded the world. Mm. But they thought how to antagonize God and how to escape from um, the wrath of God. So they thought to build uh, tower. A, a tower. So if there is a flood, they can actually go up in the tower so it will not be flooded. Mm. But God actually uh, confused their tongues. So they couldn't talk to each other and they couldn't build. Mm. So the word Babylon is confusion. Mm. So the people are confused because they are rebelling against God. And instead of returning back to God, they are confused. And just uh, a very interesting observation. People spoke on two different, in, in many different tongues in two occasions. One occasion mm. on Babylon, and another occasion on the Pentecost. Pentecost. Yeah. But two big dif major differences, you know. So this, on, on Babylon day, it divided them. Mm. But on the Pentecost, it united them. Yeah. So the prob problem is not in the many different tongues. Mm. But the problem is, you know, who is actually giving this? Mm. If it is, you know, devi the devil and um, I'm rebelling against God. So these two different tongues mm. will clash with each other. Mm. But if it is God, they will complement one another. Mm. And I like to apply this on families and on the church. Uh, for example, members of the family, they can speak different language, language of love, uh, who are different. But if it is drive it by selfishness and selfish ambition, etc. it will divide the house mm. and the same for the church. So the house here or the church will be like Babylon. But if it is drive it by the Holy Spirit mm. and by the best interest of others and put others before me, it will bring unity and it will bring uh, oneness in the family and the church. Mm. So when we see the different gifts, different languages, different tongues, we need to think, are we like Babylon? Mm, or are we like the, the day of Pentecost? Also that brings richness, you know, if we have different... Uh, when it comes from the right, Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then we, uh, we hear about the judgment of Babylon here in chapter 17. Uh, and it says in verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. So th this pretty much, does that mean everybody who followed the kingdom of evil, like throughout the ages? Yeah, well, what's fornication here? We are the bride of Christ. Mm. So to cheat on Christ, mm. if I'm going to use the word cheat, and to have 
other gods in my life, like love of money, love of pleasure, mm. that's fornication. Mm. That's adultery, that's spiritual adultery. That's why several, several times God called people in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament. Um, St. James used adulterer and adulteresses in, in his letter mm. to address people who love the world. Mm. So that is spiritual adultery. So when he says the kings of the earth committed fornication, means they went uh, with the kingdom of the world, kingdom of the evil, you know, against God. Uh, they turned it, their back to God and start to uh, give their power and their support to the kingdom of, of evil. You know, like how we, we see right now, many kingdom uh, and many nations are supporting uh, homosexuality, supporting transgenderism, supporting abortion. So these things are the kingdom of, of evil. So when countries support these things, they are committing fornication with the kingdom mm. of, of the evil. And, and people, they like these things. That's why we're made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Mm. And drunk means they lost their mind. And, and many times, you know, when I, I think about how you believe that there are more than two genders, how you believe that it's okay to, to have same-sex marriage, how, how it's okay for you to believe that a man can say I'm a woman or a woman can say I'm a man. Uh, how, how to approve um, uh, abortion, full-term abortion, or even uh, one month abortion or a few days abortion. You are pleased, with how you are happy with this, how you gonna go vote for this. But that is the drunkenness. They lost their mind because the knowledge of God is not them. So they become drunk with the wine of their fornication. Uh, then, starting from verse 3, they uh, give a resemblance of the Babylon by a woman. And this woman is sitting on uh, a scarlet beast. So, again, uh, Babylon is the woman, but what's the scarlet beast? Uh, I told uh, previously that Satan is tried to resemble mm. uh, Christ or, or God in everything. So, in Christianity, we have a bridegroom and a bride. The bridegroom is Christ, okay. and the bride is the church. Yeah. And the church put on Christ, mm. you know? Here, the bridegroom is the devil, that's mm. the beast. Mm. And scarlet beast, because he is bloody, mm. kills the people of God. And the woman sitting on scarlet beast, it's like how the bride of Christ put on Christ. So this actually is seated on, on, the on the beast. So the foundation of the judgment, the kingdom of, of Babylon, is uh, based on the beast is Satan, is the one who moved the kingdom of Babylon, mm. um, inspired the kingdom of Babylon, mm. put all these evil thoughts and, and, and driving her away from God. Mm. Uh, then we hear at the end of verse 3 about uh, this beast having seven heads and ten horns. And I think your grace talked to us about this before, uh, the seven and the ten. But uh, we can have a refresher here. <laughs> uh, seven uh, kingdoms mm. in the history, they rebuilt against God. 
and the ten horns are ten kings. Uh, they will come at the end of the days and they, they will support the beast. The beast is the Antichrist, mm. is the civil authority that will be uh, against Christ. So the seven kingdom, seven uh, heads are seven kingdom and the ten horns oh, are ten, ten kings. kings. Uh, in verse 8, it says, The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. What does this mean, if the beast is Antichrist? Uh, Satan was the prince of the world. Mm. So Satan, the beast is Satan here. He was mm. and is not because on the cross, Christ bound him mm. in Hades. So he's not. And will ascend out the bottomless pit, pit because at the end of the days he will be released mm. from this bondage mm. and will have power again. So this beast is Satan mm. who existed before the crucifixion of Christ and has power over all the world. He is a prince of the world, mm. but he was bound during the time of crucifixion. Uh, symbolically for 1,000 years, it's just a symbolic number, mm. and will be released at the end of then, the days. Right. Then in verse 11, actually, like your grace said, the, there are seven kingdoms and ten kings, but then he says, the beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth, and is of the seven, and is going to perdition. This means the, the seven uh, kingdom, uh, he said five fell, one exists and mm. one will come. The five are number one, Egypt. Egypt that actually oppressed the children of God, Israel, uh, during the time of fear before the Exodus. Mm. Uh, second one is Assyria. And Assyria actually uh, took ten tribes of Israel Captain. uh, captives. This was in year 722 mm. uh, before Christ. The third one is Babylon. Mm. Uh, Babylon actually took Judah as uh, captive in year 586 before Christ. And also Babylon uh, destroyed the temple of the Lord and, and Jerusalem. Uh, number four, Persia. And uh, the kings of Persia, they... Uh, delayed or, or put obstacles for the rebuilt of, mm. of the temple. N number five is um, the Greek. Um, and one of the kings of the Greek who actually uh, persecuted mm. the children of God is Antiochus Epiphanius. Okay. Um, so these are the five before the time of the writing right. mm. of the book of Revelation. And now one is, that is the Roman, mm. because this during the time of, um, of John, John yeah. when he wrote uh, the book of Revelation. And, and the Romans have uh, ten kings uh, who actually persecuted, persecuted uh, the church or the Christianity harshly. Then the, the last one, those who will deny the divinity of Christ. Mm. Those who don't believe that Christ is God, mm. and uh, these people will, will persecute the church of God for a, a very long time. But the, the beast that will come and will be number eight, 
but he is from the seven, uh, means Satan who was bound in Hades, but he will, uh, he will be re released. He will give this kingdom uh, the power. Uh, so he, he will use them against Christ. And the meaning that he is, not, he, he is one of the seven means he will come from one of this kingdom, from the seven kingdom. Mm. So he will come from this kingdom. Some people say could be will come from Rome, mm. uh, but we don't know mm. exactly. A uh, couple more things in this chapter. Uh, we have in verse 14, uh, this is a joyful note that um, the lamb will overcome after you know, all, the, all what we're talking about, about Satan and uh, persecuting the church and uh, giving hard time to the people of God. But we have hope here that even though this is happening, but the Lamb will overcome. So those, are, those with the Lamb are always... Uh, yes, many of us, when we hear about the end of the days and what will happen, we get scared mm. and we get afraid, especially with verses like, unless God shortened these days, uh, nobody will be saved. Um, so, in the middle of this, the Holy Spirit through John is giving us assurance. Mm. Don't worry. Yes. Uh, the Lamb will, will defeat them. Mm. Uh, yes, it will be very difficult, uh, the Great Tribulation. But don't be afraid. Uh, you, you should know and you should be assured that, uh, yes, they will fight the Lamb. They will fight the Bride of the Lamb, which is the Church. But the Lamb will overcome them. Mm. Why? because he is the Lord of Lords. Yeah. He is the King of Kings. Mm -hmm. And those who are with him, we are called chosen and faithful. Mm -hmm. We are his chosen people, we are his faithful people. Mm -hmm. So God will never forsake us. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, they can persecute us, they can uh, attack us, but they will never ever overcome us. Mm -hmm. And this is a very nice uh, message. We'll end with uh, chapter 17. A uh, beautiful message of hope that we actually have seen uh, over and over in the book of Revelation. Every time we talk about a hardship or a tribulation, we see that God is always protecting his church and protecting his people. Uh, so this was chapter 17. We'll see you again next time with chapter 18.